Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 83 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign. And today we're going to pray against one of the most divisive tactics of the enemy employed to bring division and contention into the body of Christ. And that is through gossip. There's a very interesting story in scripture in the book of Joshua chapter 22, where many of the tribes of Israel had fought valiant battles together as a congregation, a body, as a whole, They had stood to possess the land that the Lord had given them. And then they had each been put into different positions within that land and commissioned by God to possess those positions that they had been given. And in doing so, it caused them to be separated by long distances in many cases. So while the priest and the temple were constructed closer to Jerusalem, there were tribes spread out and the children of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, they abided on the other side of the Jordan, and they began to build an altar. And so we pick this story up in Joshua chapter 22, verse 11, and it says, And the children of Israel heard say, they heard some hearsay, you know, people started talking, and they heard what was being said. Behold, the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar over against the land of Canaan in the border of the Jordan at the passage of the children of Israel. And when the children of Israel heard of it, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves together at Shiloh to go up to war against them. And so that we see where only a few verses before these were brothers in arms fighting a war in one mind and one accord against the enemy. Now their own brethren are preparing to go to war against them because of hearsay. Only there was a problem. What they had been told wasn't true. That is, it was just that. Hearsay. Rumors, lies, gossip, speculation, assumptions, hearsay. You see, the children of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh had aided the Israelites valiantly in recent battles against the enemy. They had been brothers in the Lord as well as brothers in arms. Yet now, as soon as they had returned home, the Israelites received hearsay that they had erected an altar of their own and immediately the rumors started flying oh they're building their own altar they're conducting their own service they're trying to start their own thing over there they're going to sacrifice to idols like what was done in Baal pure they're trying to do things in their flesh they're moving in their own righteousness they're blaspheming God's instructions because he instructed that his temple altar and sacrifice be done in a certain way by certain people in a certain place the accusations started flying the gossip and the lying and I want you to note that where only a few verses before there was humble appreciation brotherhood 
and camaraderie, now there are accusations of malice and declarations of war, all because of hearsay. A rumor got started. I have seen this scenario play out so many times. The brethren turn against each other because of the lies of the enemy and the hearsay of those controlled by him. Proverbs 16:27 says the ungodly man diggeth up evil and in his lips there is a burning fire. A forward man soweth strife and a whisperer separateth chief friends. A violent man enticeth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise wicked things. Moving his lips, he brings evil to pass. You see, my friend, at this point in the story, things could have gone one of two ways. The Israelites could have clung to their unjust grudge, set their hearts to war and their weapons against their brethren, and rode in and wiped them all out. Or they could choose not to believe the hearsay and simply go speak to their brethren themselves. Thank God they chose to do the latter. For if they had done the former, the innocent blood of of their brothers would have been upon them, even as Abel's was upon Cain's. And in like manner, God would have turned against them for it. Jesus himself gives us the proper response to such situations in Matthew 18 verse 15 where he says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. So at this point, Phineas, that same righteous priest that stayed God's anger and wrath in the situation at Pure when dealing with the sin of Balaam, the false prophet that had caused the people to participate in sin so that they could be overtaken by the enemy, that Phineas, Phineas goes to visit his faithful brethren and to ask them personally what exactly is going on. And to his great relief, And I think to the shame of those who had listened to the hearsay, he discovered that they had never intended to stray or betray. The altar was not built for idle sacrifice, nor to steal glory from God or his temple, or to try to create something of their own making or to move in self-righteousness, but was simply a replica of the Lord's altar built as a memorial and a monument to remind their children for generations to come in the midst of this distant land that they served and were loyal to the God of Israel and him only, and that they were part of this greater congregation they did it to remain connected to their brethren but yet the enemy through gossip slander lies and hearsay caused their brethren to come against them for simply standing faithfully in the position that they had been given by the lord god almighty gossip is a very toxic thing within the body of christ it divides it conquers It breeds contention and strife, and it is very often rooted in envy or assumptions or offense or the enemy playing on your victimness or your woundedness to get you in opposition to the brethren and cause you to poison the very vineyard that you should be tending. Because when you speak lies, gossip, slander, or hearsay, 
What's coming out of your mouth is a seed that's landing somewhere. Because who you're speaking it to is a vineyard. And what poison comes out of you and gets planted in them then grows up to choke their fruitfulness. And more often than not, it's usually those of your own household, your own family, your own friends, your inner circle, the ones who hear you. The person you're gossiping about many times never even hears about it. It doesn't affect them. But if it does, then you have a double judgment because that you have planted offense in them and in those around you. Also, you are allowing the enemy to use you to breed contention. Let nothing come out of your mouth in frustration. But in prayer and supplication, take everything before the Lord. And remember that Jesus said that we cannot let the sun go down upon our wrath. Yes, there are times where we will get upset. But we've got to come to the cross of Jesus Christ and release that. And we've got to turn it around and start praying for enemy and not spitting poison on the ground that will kill the seeds of faith in the people around us because when you start speaking those evil things you start breeding hypocrisies and all the world around you sees is a poison tree producing poison fruit and it causes you to lose your testimony when we allow gossip to come out of our mouth it defies files our temple the bible says that it literally grieves the holy spirit that he will not even stay in the presence of someone who will not release that offense it says that if we won't forgive then he will have no part with us in fact he will depart from us and we've got to ask ourselves when we begin to gossip what is the root of this thing because there's probably either some offense or some envy when a person claiming to have the Holy Spirit begins to produce those wicked fruits of the flesh that are manifested in offense and gossip and envy and slander and all of these words of malice, it misrepresents God to the newly converted and to the unbelieving so that they leave saying, I want no part of this. It's just like the world. I see nothing but hypocrites. So today, my friend, it's time to purify your gates and it's time for us to pray for the church as a whole to deal with this sin within because there are a few sins that I think the modern church thinks are not sin anymore. Gossip and gluttony are among them and they are actually very closely tied because that they are both sins of indulgence. They are sins of selfishness. The church needs to learn how to start thinking about others first again. Because we all understand from the story of Job how the devil went before God as the accuser of man. But we understand that when Jesus came, died, was buried, and rose again, that he said that the prince of this world had been judged, which was the enemy. He is cast down. He can no longer go before the throne of God and accuse you and I, but instead Jesus Christ stands there as our intercessor, where once we had an accuser, now we have an advocate. But yet the enemy comes into our ear and starts speaking these things about the people around us. And when we choose to agree with it and speak that thing back out, we become the accuser. 
of the brethren. And many times we even take those accusations back to God in prayer that though God has given us through grace access to come boldly before his throne. Now the devil is using you to get back in to be the accuser of the brethren again. What are you praying? Are you praying blessings even upon your enemies as Jesus said or are you accusing? Are you gossiping to men? Are you gossiping even before the very throne of God? In the book of James chapter 3, James the brother of Jesus dedicates a whole chapter to the topic of controlling your tongue. So damaging is it to the body and grieving to the Holy Spirit. My friend, I assure you that you have got to get a bridle on this because not doing so can cost you the very anointing of God because that he will not endorse that which does not reflect his heart. It says, behold, we put bits in a horse's mouth that it may obey us and we turn their whole body with it. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with such a very small helm, wheresoever the governor listeth, even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a little fire kindleth and the tongue is a fire a world of iniquity so is the tongue among the members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell the tongue can turn the direction of an entire body my friend, understand that he is speaking of the body of Christ, a body of believers, one lying, slandering, gossiping tongue in the midst of a congregation can change the direction of the whole body and alter their destination. It's a serious thing and people have to learn how to think before they speak because the Bible says that on the day of judgment, we will have to give account for every idle word spoken. My friend, the Bible says that it is better to listen than to speak and to not speak hastily when you enter into the house of God, that it is better to sit and wait on the Lord and seek him and listen because we will be held accountable for every word spoken. In verse 9, it says, speaking of the tongue, therein bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth both blessings and cursings, my brethren. These things ought not to be so. Does a fountain send forth both sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries and figs? No, so can no fountain yield both salt water and fresh. There is a source. It's coming from somewhere. James is trying to get us to recognize that when these vile things are coming out of our mouth, it's proof that there's another spirit directing our heart, that we are following a leading, but it is not of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit produces good fruit, love, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance, self-control, the very character of God. 
himself. And yes, my friend, we have to preach against sin. We lay it out very plainly in love, but not with a heart of bitterness or offense against any man. But we do it because we love them and we are broken for them. And we want to see them brought to repentance and saved from damnation. And if that be the case, then we will pray for them. We will weep and wail and fast for them. We will not run to the brethren to gossip about them. Even when a person is in utter wickedness, we need to have a heart that is broken for them. Yes, we can curse the enemy. We can pray and rail against all the powers of hell. But don't you ever speak a curse against a person. You pray for that soul that it might be saved. Because Jesus paid a price for that life. And it's not your place to condemn it. It's your place to pray for it that it might escape the judgment. James continues to say, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying, listen to this. This is important. He's bringing you to the root of the problem. If you have bitter envying and strife in your heart, glory not. In other words, don't be proud about it. And lie not against the truth. In other words, don't try to deny the truth. This is the root of the problem. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. In other words, it is not coming from a God of love. It is coming from another spirit. It is soulish. It is selfish. It is devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work but wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable then gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace My friend, there will be people who will rise up against you. Do not allow your tongue to strike back. Come before the Lord in prayer and warfare and pray for them. It may be that they are your revival in the waiting. Maybe they're the one that God has called you to bring into the kingdom. And so the enemy is stirring them up against you so that you lose your heart for them. Understand the tactic and don't fall to it. Yes, we must preach hard against sin. This world needs a people who are willing to preach righteousness and walk in holiness, uncompromising to the will and word of God. But my friend, that does not cause you to slander men. That causes you to speak the truth of the word of God, to lay it out, and then to go back to your prayer room and pray it out. Cry out to God on behalf of those that are lost. Lord, today we come humbly before you and we know that the word of God says that no man can tame the tongue, but this is part of the reason that the Holy Spirit was given because when the Holy Spirit came and rested on those vessels, it says that it rested upon them as cloven tongues of fire and they all got new tongues and we understand the implication of that gift 
But I think more importantly, we have to understand that it is not only limited to a manifestation, but, but it is truly a new creation, a regeneration that we might get a new tongue, one that is led by the Holy Spirit. One that is tamed, one that produces the peaceable fruits of righteousness, one that is anointed, one that is endorsed by the power of heaven, one that the rhema word of God can flow from. Oh Lord, cleanse our hearts and our hands and give us your spirit that your word might flow through us, that you can back it up with all the power and authority of the kingdom of heaven, that the lost might be saved, the oppressed delivered, the bound set free, the sick healed and the dead raised. Nothing is too hard for my king, but he needs a people who will rightly represent him so that he can put his anointing in them and let it flow through them to a generation in need. Oh Lord, how can we ever hope to lead unless we learn to follow your lead? So let your Holy Spirit come and burn our lips and give us a new tongue, a tongue that speaks truth and purity and never gossips or lies or slanders, but will come before you daily and yield itself to you and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. What is it that you want? to say cause me to speak your words to someone today cause me to reflect your character teach us lord how to pray and god i pray for a great and mighty weight of conviction a piercing through our heart in a way that we can feel it anytime we begin to step into the direction of defiling the temple of the living God and grieving the Holy Spirit by the things that we allow to come out of our mouth gate. Lord, teach us to control that gate so that the kingdom of heaven can come out because it will not when it's defiled. Sweet water and bitter salt and fresh cannot flow out of the same gate. And there are many mouths that the power of the rhema word of God, the presence and anointing of the kingdom cannot flow out of because that it's already been defiled by bitter waters, by dirty waters, by salty waters. Another spirit has already flowed out and you will not share your glory with another. Lord, sanctify our mouth. Father, we pray for conviction upon the greater body of Christ in this area of gossip. That they would see it in all of its filthy, wretched selfishness. And all of the damage that it is causing, the shame and reproach it is bringing upon your name and your church, the hypocrisy and the hurt that it is causing to the new convert. Lord, the confusion that it is bringing on the unbelieving, Lord, cause our heart to understand and our eyes to start seeing the tactic of the enemy and that this thing does not stem from your spirit, but is devilish according to scripture let us recognize it for what it is and take authority against it speak to that mountain and cast it out and when it starts to rise up you speak it out loud and say get ye behind me satan you will not use my mouth but it will stand pure used only for the glory 
of the Lord. Lord, even as the prophet prayed, take the coals from the altar today and burn our lips, O Lord, for we are a people of perverse tongues living in the midst of a land of perverse tongues. We hear nothing but wickedness, but that just provides opportunity for greater testimony in the end when we stand different from all around us that they can see there's something real about these people they truly believe. They must have been with Jesus. My dad often tells a story of an elderly man that got saved in the church when he was a child. And this man had a very filthy mouth. He cursed a lot. And when he got saved immediately, God cleansed his mouth and he never cursed again. And my dad as a small child was so impressed by this, that this was something real. This was true. This was an actual conversion. This man was changed in an instant. His whole way of speaking changed immediately. He got a new tongue. My grandfather as a child had severe epilepsy and it left him very tongue-tied. He couldn't speak normally. You could hardly understand what he was saying. But when the Lord came upon him and he knew that he had promised God that he would preach the word one day, he prayed. He said, Lord, I cannot do what I know that you want me to do. I'm willing, but the flesh is weak. God, you've got to do something about my speech. And then all of a sudden there came the sound of a mighty rushing wind and it filled the house that he was in. And immediately he was touched and given a new tongue. He never stuttered again. He never prayed in what we would know today as tongues. But I assure you, my friend, he got a new tongue that day and we need to stop limiting God to say that he can give us a whole new language, but he can't take the filthiness or the brokenness out of the one that we have. Nothing is impossible for God. Today we pray for new tongues. Lord, tongues that are pure, tongues that speak perfectly your word. Because Lord, though we may not have eloquency of speech, we pray today that every word that we say from this point forward would rightly represent you in all of the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Holy Spirit, come and give us new tongues. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.